you know, I think the biggest thing for me is just trying to get the win tonight and, you know, do anything to help the guys succeed. And, you know, I thought they played great defensively. I think, you know, they limited them to, you know, not many shots. And we outshot them by quite a bit tonight. I think, you know, we, we were in the offensive zone quite often. And said the guys played really great in front of me. It's obviously great for the confidence. And like I said earlier, just trying to do anything to, you know, help the team succeed. And, yeah, obviously just going to try to push the guys in practice and um, in games. And, you know, just, like I said, happy with them for sure. Well, there's a humble Joel Hofer last night after a 26-save shutout over the Calgary Flames earning him his first official career shutout in the National Hockey League and a great win for the Blues. A 3-0 victory over the Calgary Flames takes him to 1-1 and on this road trip. And later on tonight, the Blues will take on the Vancouver Canucks. I'm Chris Kerber. Glad to have you with us on today's edition of Curbside Reaction, your next day post-game podcast, getting you caught up in everything that happened with the St. Louis Blues from the game the night before. With a 3-0 victory over the Calgary Flames, let's get you straight to the highlights. Here's Thomas trying to go back to Cairo. Good read by the two-time cup champion, Blake Coleman. Mangiapane brings it in, finds Coleman, shooting it on, and a big save here in the early going. Hofer got that one with a glove over the left pad. Kadri turned it over to Sundquist, throws it into space. Kapanen, shorthanded break, shoots, score! Kasperi Kapanen, a shorthanded goal. And the Blues take a 1-0 lead, 8.37 to go, first period. The Calgary Flames power play, this shot ends up going wide. You're going to see Oscar Sundquist wins the battle, wins the puck, and then picks his head up, and you got Kapanen screaming for the puck through the middle. A nice little aerial play to space. He skates into it, and he's full speed. So it's very hard for Markstrom to get any sort of gap, any kind of closure on it. And he just goes a quick little shuffle, forehand, backhand, right back to the forehand, right over the glove for an early lead and a great shorthand one for Kapanen. Pushing and shoving with Bortuzzo, and Greer and Bortuzzo quickly drop the gloves. They've got each other at arm's length, spinning in circles in the corner below as Bortuzzo jabs with his left. Greer misses with a right. Bortuzzo and Greer get it tight. Bortuzzo then comes in with two uppercuts on Greer. Greer goes into a body blow on Bortuzzo. Bortuzzo landed one. A lot of pressure on Greer, who hadn't really done much this season for Calgary. And that time, he and Bortuzzo go right at it. And in his first game of the year, Bortuzzo finds his way in a fight. Torupchenko finds Hayes moving in. Hayes, challenged by Gilbert, goes into the far side to the blue line. Letty, one-timer, score! That puck was tipped in front, but it might have been off of a flame. And if it was, it's Nick Letty's goal with 6.36 to go in the first. 2-0 Blues on a one-timer from Nick Letty. So much went right on this play, starting with Kevin Hayes. He comes in the zone, he's being draped all over, and he's just holding on to the puck. He's got one hand on a stick, takes it behind the net, and he's got the presence to hang on to it for a good three, four, five seconds, and he's going to find Nick Letty, and he just lets the howitzer go with so much traffic. Corp Jingle and Jake Abrams right on the doorstep, and there's no prayer for Markstrom here. Calgary right to left, Blake Coleman. Near wing, Backlund shooting it, save, rebound, and what a pad save by Hofer. Coleman taken down by Bortuzzo, and a pad on the right leg of Hofer has kept the Flames off the board. Sundquist slaps it to the empty net, score! Angled off the post and slid in. Oscar Sundquist will get the empty net goal, his second point of the game, 2.07 to go in the third. Bring out the Zamboni. The first career shutout for Joel Hofer. A 26 save, 3-0 win over the Calgary Flames. 
here at the Saddle Dome in Calgary. It was a fun one last night in Calgary. How about some quick hits from the games? How about faceoffs? Kevin Hayes on faceoffs once again was well above 50% at 58%. How about the top three centers for the Blues? Each one of them above 50% now through six games. The Blues were out hitting the Flames last night 12-6 after two periods of play. And in the game, they ended up out hitting them 18-14. But they led the game physically from the very beginning and throughout the rest of the game. Now, the game was a lot more physical, as you would find out then the stats would lead to believe, but the Blues outhit the Flames even while controlling most of the play. Colton Pareko once again led the way with even strength ice time at 22 minutes and 40 seconds. That's more than two and a half minutes over the next Blues D-man, who happened to be Justin Falk, and it's five to six minutes more than any other defenseman on the Blues roster last night. Jake Neighbors, in his first homecoming in Calgary in the National Hockey League, played six and a half minutes through the first two periods, added another six minutes of extremely impactful minutes in the third period, and finished in his first game in front of family and friends in Calgary with 12 and a half minutes of ice time. And how about this one? The St. Louis Blues have yet to play a game where the lead changes. In the games that they've lost, they never had the lead. In the games that they've won... Except for one, they never trailed. The one that's the exception, of course, that was the home opener against Seattle when the Blues won in the shootout. What did Craig Berube think of the performance last night of Robert Bertuzzo and his team in front of the Calgary Flames? Here's Craig Berube talking about last night's game. Yeah, it was you know, a good solid 60 minutes tonight, I thought. Um, you know, we right from the get-go in the game, I liked the way we were moving and skating and playing. You know, our forecheck, we established that right away. We talked about that in our cycle game. It was good. Putting pucks deep and just putting pressure on them. We got some opportunities and looks right away. And, you know, it just feeds confidence in the group. I thought Bortz added a spark for our team tonight, um, getting involved physically and just doing little things he does. And that's, you know, part of his DNA. You know, that's what he's done his whole career is get involved. And he's got a lot of games in the ship. And, um he provides leadership uh, for our team when he's in the lineup. Prune was fine for me, you know, moving the puck and did some things. Didn't get a ton of power play time. He did some good things out there. Immediately after the game, Kevin Hayes, as I mentioned, terrific on faceoffs. He also had an assist in the game. He put the headsets on to break down the game and talk about his teammates. Kevin, we were just talking about Jake Neighbors, and, and how about the adjustment for Craig Berube to put Jake Neighbors on your wing right there with Alexi Torobchenko. You guys found some chemistry early in this game, didn't you? Yeah, we definitely did. Uh, three big bodies. Um, <clears throat> we like to play down low, and I think Jake had a little extra motivation playing at home. Craig Berube told us that one of the reasons he wanted those guys on your line is you, you have a puck control kind of game, and the way those two guys can work to get the puck, the way they can find the puck for you will help your style of game. Did you see that tonight? Yeah, I think it, right from the first shift, honestly. Um, I thought we controlled the puck in their zone pretty much the whole night. Um, it's always a good night when you play more offensive zone than defensive zone. What has the bench been like? I know you play for multiple different teams and different coaches. What has the bench been like with Craig Berube and just this leadership group led by Braden Chen? It's been great. Uh, a lot of positivity on the bench. Um, I think we've had a pretty good start here to the season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we've got a bunch of leaders on this team who know how to play the right way. And, and um yeah, I mean, overall, it's been pretty great. When you see a guy like Robert Bortuzzo, the longest-tenured Blue, end up in a fight early in the period, and then throughout the game, other things happen, and, and eventually the game ends in somebody like a, a Joel Hofer getting his first career shutout. What's the pride of, of the team when you see players 
not only have the kind of moments like Hofer did, but also the battle level of a guy like Bortuzzo. Yeah, Tuz is a legend. Uh, there's a reason why he's been in this league for a long time. Uh, he stands up for his teammates. Uh, he answers the bell pretty much every single time. Uh, and to have Hof get his first shot out in the National Hockey League is, is pretty amazing. Uh, he's a hardworking kid, young kid, always trying to learn, and uh, that's what I picked up from him. Well, you've heard from Joel Hofer, you've heard from Craig Berube, you've heard from Kevin Hayes. Let's get the breakdown from last night's game from Joe Vitale. You know, I think Craig Berube entering this game, Curbs, he goes with the 11-7 set, 11 forward, 7 defensemen, you get Bortuzzo, you get Prudovich in there. And I think more than anything, he wanted to shake up these offensive lines a little bit, especially the Kevin Hayes line, uh, throwing out you know players like Torovchenko and Sammy Blay alongside him. Jake Neighbors got a lot of looks there with Kevin Hayes as well. I think that was one of the big focuses heading into tonight's game was how do you get some speedsters and some tenacious guys around 12 to allow them to play in the offensive zone. And I tell you what, that Nick Letty goal, the second one, uh, proved to be a huge one in this game, all stemmed from that Kevin Hayes line. But uh, one thing was to be established in tonight's game, and this is why uh, Craig Berube ended up uh, sitting out Jakub Verana, was that he wasn't going to tolerate a team this year, just like last year, that just only scored off the rush. They had to take more pride in playing some heavy offensive uh, game in the offensive zone, grinding teams down, playing on the forecheck, holding on to the pucks, getting to the front of the net. And he hasn't seen that consistently enough, so you end up pulling out a Yakub Verana and you start re- readjusting some of these personnel players around where now you have some bigger bodies with some speedsters on the side, and it, and it proved to be very important here tonight. The top line was great. I thought from top to bottom, everyone contributed offensively. Defensively, Mike Weber did a great job managing the seven defensemen, and Joel Hofer, aside from a flurry of chances in that third period, I would like to say that he had a pretty easy night here tonight. 26 saves, gets his first shutout, and overall just maybe the most uh, complete win we've seen all season long. And he had to make a couple of good ones, especially right at the end. Well, I tell you what, Backlund comes down right through the guts of the ice, and uh, yes, at that time, it's a 3 nothing game, so not quite as stressful as maybe 2 nothing. Uh, but pulled goalie situations, there there were some active uh, times where Calgary, for flurries and chances, did have some moments. Uh, but I think that you look at the way the team played versus the Arizona Coyotes, in Joel Hofer's first game, compare that to this game, it's just the complete opposite. I mean, Joel Hofer would be the first one to tell you, yeah, it's a shutout. I'm really happy about that. But this team was incredible in front of me. He would never admit it. But the team was not even near incredible in front of him against those Coyotes. And to me, that's just the difference. When this team is connected, uh, supporting each other, forwards helping out down low, all the fundamental nuts and bolts of the game you talk about over and over and you preach about, you have meetings about, uh, they, they had that put-up-shut-up mentality here tonight. They came into Calgary. Calgary was equally as desperate, maybe more desperate, as they lost three coming into tonight's game. Now it's four straight. St. Louis Blues knew they had a a big opponent coming into this game, and they knew they needed to be good, and they were everything and then some. Hey, no points in the game for the top line, Joe, for the St. Louis Blues. However, they had another very good game against the opposition's top players, and really, for the most part this season, have responded to facing the other team's top players every single game. It's been a good six games for them in that category for the most part. Yeah, there's only been one game really in that Pittsburgh, uh, no, not the Pittsburgh game, excuse me, the Arizona, Arizona game, right. where they had they had a rough one against the top line. I mean, you're shutting down Sidney Crosby. I mean, you're going up against um, some big Seattle games. I mean, even Dallas. I mean, Jason Robertson was quiet in that game, our first game of the year. Uh, they have done a really good job of staying tight defensively and taking pride defensively, which was a big focus heading into this season for especially Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. This is the best defensive hockey we've seen Jordan Cairo play, and not only in the defensive zone, but I would say it's more of his back-checking. You know, I think in the first few years, Jordan Cairo kind of came in, 
he would lose the puck in the offensive zone, and he would kind of maybe at times gingerly just work his way back in the D zone. But you see him with almost like a fire behind him as he loses that puck or someone on the line loses that puck in the offensive zone. It's off to the races. I mean, he's pinching those guys off, and he's he's crawling across the neutral zone, and he's he's wedging guys against the boards to allow his defenseman to step up. He's the first one back. He's working hard down low. So, Curbs, I mean, this could be for these top two guys, especially Thomas and Cairo. This could be a situation where you've been offensive, you've been a threat for a very long time, and now this is a year where you're really just honing in, and it may take more than just a few games. We yep. may see a half a season of the point totals of Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo being being low, but if you look at them from a, a, a big-picture perspective, is it going to take 30, 40 games for them to truly understand what playing hard defensive hockey is like? And once they learn that, and then all of a sudden the offensive side comes back, and then it's just a full package where they become 200-foot players similar to Pavel Buchnevich, and they could be even more effective. And it could take 20, 30 games. And that's why it's so important for fans alike and for everyone around the league. You have to be patient with these guys. You know, Just because they're not on the score sheet doesn't mean they're not being effective. And I think if you ask Craig Berube, uh, I think he would agree. This is the best defensive hockey we've seen out of both of those guys, especially for Robert Thomas for a lot of the stretch of the early season, has been leading the charge in the faceoff dot and been taking a lot of defensive zone responsibility faceoffs. What do you have here? Bud Light three stars of the game and our hard hat winner, or uh, yeah. rather our work boots. Sorry. The work boots was obviously Robert Bortuzzo, the big tilt here. Great to see Bobble back in the lineup. You heard Kevin Hayes talk about him as use the word legend. legend. I like that word. Number three here tonight was Kevin Hayes. Number four, Nick Letty. With the big second number goal two. there, number two, excuse me, and then Joel Hofer, number one, shutout. Big smile for Joel Hofer. Everyone's super excited about it. He came close last year and officially gets his first shutout here in Calgary. I'm really happy for Joel Hofer. I know the team is as well. He works really hard. I felt terrible. I think everyone felt terrible about how that Arizona game went, his first of the year. He allowed a boatload of goals behind him. This team was not good in front of him but they definitely turned the script here in Calgary tonight. Thank you, Joe. Time now for the three takeaways from the game, and let's start with number three, Robert Bortuzzo. The longest-tenured Blue had his 21st fight as a Blue, and you can tell he still understands the role that needs to be played and exactly what the team needs. He picked up his teammates. He got in the fight. He did a terrific job in the fight. You could feel the energy from it. Young players like Tyler Tucker, like Jake Neighbors, and any young guys can still learn a lot from the grizzled veteran in Robert Bortuzzo. The number two takeaway well, last night's game featured the most active we've seen from the Blues decor in the offensive zone. And that, of course, was a big part of the hockey game. The impact was clear, and the key reason for it was the cohesiveness of the five-man unit in that game. In the offensive zone, they worked as a five-man unit. In the defensive zone, they worked in a five-man unit. In the neutral zone, forwards came back and helped the defensemen close gaps. It was one of the best games we've seen all season long so far on the young year from the defensive court. And the number one takeaway from last night's game for me happens to be the top line. Yes, they didn't show up on the score sheet, but that's okay. They did a spectacular job on the defensive side of things, shutting down Calgary's top line. As a matter of fact, through the first two periods, the top two lines for Calgary only had a total of two shots on goal. They finished the game with a total of just five shots on goal between those top six players for the Calgary Flames. And a lot of that had to do with the defensive play, the hard work, and the back checking of that line of Saad, Timus, 
and Cairo. And by the way, it's not like they didn't have scoring chances. Jordan Cairo was denied on another breakaway. Early in the first period, Robert Thomas missed a chance all alone. You had Brandon Sod with a couple of great scoring chances as well. And that line finished with nine shots on goal and 10 total attempts while shutting down the other team. The top line's focus against the other team's top players throw so far through six games has been good. And that was a key takeaway from last night. Well, it's a quick turnaround for the Blues. They'll try to make it a two-game winning streak tonight. They take on the Vancouver Canucks here in Vancouver. And then the Blues will come home for a couple of days before heading out to Denver for a midweek game in Colorado. So Blues and Vancouver Canucks tonight. A great win last night over the Calgary Flames. We'll talk to you tonight on the radio broadcast. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to the Curbside Reaction Podcast, your next day post-game podcast, getting you set with everything you need to know from the Blues game the previous night. I'm Chris Kerber, and we'll see you at the rink.